We're on, we're live. Welcome everybody to episode eight of this humble little Zoomcast we've been doing right throughout lockdown on Matt Grimmer and today. Well, uh, we changed tack a little bit. When you think of property management and you think of Marshall White, there's always a name that's on the tip of the tongue. It's Kate Humphreys. Welcome, Kate. That's so cute. That's not really it, but thank you. <laughs> We're going to build up these intros, Kate. People like that sort of stuff. <laughs> How are you? I am good for this Thursday. I feel like this week's flown. It's almost Friday. The week, I mean, look, the days are rolling into one. The weeks are just never ending. And come on, come on, boys. Let's get us out of this mess really soon, hey? 100%. 100%. Um, Kate, people uh, were talking from a real estate perspective, been fortunate enough to talk to uh, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of great people uh, in the industry, yeah. predominantly Marshall White people. And um, whenever, you, whenever you hear things in the media or the newspapers, that typically when they're talking about real estate, they tend to come from a sales angle. And I thought today might yeah. be a really nice opportunity, um, given how difficult uh, some circumstances have been for the property management game, uh, yeah. to, to get one of the best in the business, and, and I don't say that lightly, to, um, to jump on and, and maybe give people a little bit of a snapshot about yeah. your world, what's been happening. Um, I heard one of our guest speakers on the Zoom calls called property managers the, uh, the doctors and nurses of the industry, and I thought that was a nice, uh, a nice touch, but how have things been? Look, I reckon because we can look at this lockdown as two parts. So first part, obviously the initial lockdown and then the second part. So I think really the first stage, um, there was probably a lot more stress and anxiety and, you know, tenants were freaking. People that were moving into homes were pulling out left, right and centre. Our team was inundated with people trying to, and some some people that were genuinely saying, look, I, I need to discuss um, a rental reduction. The other people really taking the, you know, taking the mickey on it. Um, I think the first stage was probably a little bit more intense than this second stage. Um, I, I, we were really fortunate enough that because we're part of a really big team and a really smart team and a very forward-thinking team and very much a dot your eyes and cross your t's type of type of team where we our manager was like okay before we even go down that path let's have our lawyers look at drawing up some documentation to try and actually weed out the people that really were um needing that help and needing that rental relief and then the others that weren't so um you know i think we kind of pride ourselves now knowing that even in this second stage we are the percentage of tenants that we have right now i mean we manage between our five offices or yeah, now five offices, we manage 2,700 properties. So it's massive. Yeah. Um, and there's probably about, uh, I think it's about 9 or 10% that have actually had a rental relief during this last, um, this last six months. So wow. um, what we've also noticed is there's been quite a few changes in our legislation. So, you know, knowing that a landlord cannot evict a tenant due to rent arrears, that is a massive, massive, and, and that all sort of, I guess it was like, a, it just sort of all rolled into one. You know, we were learning what was happening and changing like everyone else was. I mean, you know, we were going to the REIV for guidance. We were talking to other um, other um, other offices and just finding out what everyone was doing. And I think really we were sort of looking for the answers. And I guess, you know, knowing as I said, the first stage was quite the crazy stage, we were really supported. I mean, you know, I think one of the biggest things about Marshall White and um, I think the PM team is there's just daily, there's daily calls. There's day, I mean, we do, we do Zoom meetings 
Um, yeah, I meet with Team Stonington Tuesdays. We did a cup of tea yesterday. We have a, a meeting on a, um, another media meeting on a Tuesday. And then we have these amazing mentor sessions. And let's not forget every second Friday, we do a thing called a whip and sip, which is where you talk about what's happened and, um, and have a glass of wine. So I think that I, all during that whole stage where we've got um, tenants and landlords saying, what's happening? What am I supposed to do? Ten tenants saying, I'm, I'm moving out of my lease. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not moving in. I can't. It was just sort of taking it day by day and looking at every single situation and really going, reaching out to our, our seniors and our peers and saying, okay, this is what's happening right now. What should we do? Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, then we hit a bit of a normality. So, okay, we're in this. We know what's happening. Everyone sort of started to come back to the office and we were sort of starting to do a little bit more. And then obviously as of the, what was it, the 5th of August, it yeah. then really went into complete shutdown. Yeah. Um, so I feel like everyone sort of knew what was happening. And because a lot of that first stage, everyone was just trying to educate our landlords and our tenants on saying, this is, this is, this is what's happening right now. This is the legislation and keeping those lines of communication. And I guess we're really fortunate that because we have smaller portfolios and other agencies, every, it's still overwhelming. At the end of the day, the property management side is super overwhelming, but it was just, yeah, taking a step back and getting as much information as we could from our team leaders. And I'm going to shout out to amazing Anthony Wiseman, AKA Tones, yes. Mr. Fix-It, partner at Marshall White. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> he actually is, he does a lot with the REIV and in terms of he's sort of our go-to mentor um, with training. So if there was ever anything we needed to clarify, especially for my team, I would go to him and say, Tones, what, what happens here? And I mean, look, you know, it's constantly changing. The hard thing is now, you know, when, Let's just say you want you want to move back into your house, Maddie, um, and you've got a tenant in there. Yeah. You technically can't kick your tenant out until right. March. Yeah. Until March, is it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, on the property management side, that was sort of, and and because we're obviously still one of the biggest things I found was I really liked going into the office, um, and there was only a f certain few of us in the team that were doing that, and I think it was just, and then when obviously. Um, we found out we had to close the office completely. Everyone was coming in, getting their computers, and yes. you know we were we were trying to just we, we were just trying to still have a bit of a joke and see the lighter part of it all. And I mean, even two days ago, Candice sent an email and said, "Oh, funny, funny, ha ha, I've got a tenant now requesting rent reduction because it's his birthday." And I was like, "There you go, it's your birthday. Let's let's not pay your rent, buddy." Um, so, so, Kate, can yeah. I ask? So, there's yeah. two sides of the fence um, for for what yep. COVID's done to uh, the property management industry. So, there's landlords, obviously, that have um, yep. have had tenants request uh, a reduction in rent because of their uh, financial situation due to uh, maybe a loss of job or reduced hours, mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. And on 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 the same side of the fence, there's some stress and anxiety from tenants. Who are saying, yeah, oh my God, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make my rental payment this month or or, uh, yep. or whatever that period of time is. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How how have the team uh, managed that that stress and anxiety? And um, do do you see some light at the end of the tunnel? Look, I think it's probably safe to say that everything that's happening right now, and really the legislation. Uh, is probably a little bit more tenant-sided. And yeah. we see it from both sides because you have a relationship with your tenant and you have a relationship with your landlord. So if a tenant is able to really 
prove that they have had, they've lost all their hours have been reduced. They're financially in a position where they can't afford to pay the full rent. Then it is, it's going back and claiming hardship to the landlord and explaining the situation. So I think because our percentage, and I think we're fortunate in the areas that we work um, and the houses and apartments and units we look after and the type of tenants that we work with, that percentage is still quite small. But Maddie, it's, you know, reality is there are, there are people out there that there are tenants that are on the phone saying, I don't know how I'm going to pay my, my rent next month. Yeah. And there are still landlords saying, I need to meet my mortgage repayments. This is my investment property. So, you know, as I said, it's, it's all well and good to sort of um, say, oh, everything's fine. Look, it, it's not. I think we all kind of know in every sense it, it's not. So it's just doing the best. And I think for our team, everyone's super experienced. And because we've said we've seen stage one, which is the first lockdown, yeah. I think we were all just really reminded and, and, and really just to say, look, you've got to remove yourself from that situation. You're only doing what you can do right now. And I think really being open, it's, it's hard for a landlord. It is. Yeah. If you're a landlord that's got this at the moment, um, you know, and, and finding a, a tenant that's paying sort of, it's normally a roughly around about 20 to 30% rent reduction. Um, that's sort of been what's been happening. And, you know, I think that the government really didn't give us too much um, legislation on how you would, I guess, it's all, it's all negotiations. We're all really. on the run, Kate. That's for sure. That's it. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's totally it. So um, there have been some situations where landlords have said, okay, I'm, I'll put a freeze and, you know, you don't have to pay your rent for the, for the next three months, but you have to pay everything once everything's up and running. There have been some landlords who said, all right, I'll give you the first, the next three months rent reduction at X. Um, and then other landlords that have said, um, you can, you can have a reduced rent, but you've got to pay the, the next back once we're all up and running. So yeah. I think this second time, it's sort of been a little bit of an extra little kick in the guts um, where, I mean, look, I think we're just going to work out and learn what's going to happen, you know, coming out of this. And I guess everyone, could, there's all this sort of, everyone's sort of saying, oh, there's going to be a big boost and there's going to be a lot of people, there's, you know, it's all, the economy is going to sort of roll out again and, I mean, look, if I had a crystal ball and I said that everything was going to be okay, you know, we can only hope. We're, we're trying to spread uh, positivity, Kate, so I need you up and about here if you don't mind. But, um... No, I tell, you, I tell you what, I think because we're, as I said, you know, we've got a really small percentage and our team, without all the officers, they're so... Um, they're so smart. They're so good, our property managers, and keeping those. And, you know, it's probably only a handful in each portfolio that are going through this right now. Yeah. Um, but I would be sort of confident to say that within the next, you know, 12 to 12 months to 24 months that we'll look back on this yeah. and it will be a massive, massive learning curve. It's, and, and I'm sure we'll be stronger than ever. Yeah, well said. Do, do you have any, uh, if, if you could stare down the barrel and have some mm. advice for, for, say, a landlord at the moment or, or a tenant at the moment, what, what does Kate Humphrey say uh, to both of those people? Look, we've, I think we're really coming out of it. We yeah. honestly have, I think what's happened is, you know, no one predicted this. Um, I think for a tenant to know that you've got the support of, of us and also the support of the landlord. And I think it's, you know, the biggest thing we always find is getting it right from the start. So putting that right tenant into that right property, you're never going to get it right from all the time. Yeah. Um, but just sort of saying, look, we're going to get through this. And Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's, com it's communicating. It's constantly communicating and knowing that the tenant 
is going to do the right thing by the landlord and the landlord's going to do the right thing by the tenant. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, it's, it's pretty safe to say that we are really governing. There's a lot that's happening right now. You know, you can't, as I said, it is a lot more tenant-sided and that's, that's fine. There's a lot of people out there hurting. I mean, there's in every, you know, even if you're a homeowner, there's a lot of people out there hurting with everything right now. So sure. I think it's just hold up. Hopefully we're going to come out of this sooner rather than later. And the worst is behind us. Like yeah. it is. We've come this far. I think that it will be, yeah, the next three months is probably going to be where everyone needs to go, okay, it's done. No more talking about it. Let's get ourselves out and let's, um, and let's yeah, let's end 2020. On the <laughs> we'll soldier on. We'll soldier yeah. on. No, well said, Kate. I, I, uh, I thought it obviously be a good opportunity to touch on what's currently going on. I, I appreciate um, the, some of the commentary that you had on that. Kate, 13 years in the game, eight of them with, uh, with Marshall White at the moment. As I said, you're one of the very best at, at what you're doing. You've done it for a long time. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in, in Marshall White know you, but perhaps people that uh, aren't a part of our company or uh, aren't a part of the property management division may not know the, uh, the Kate Humphrey story and mm. how you've come to be uh, where you are at the moment. Maybe, uh, maybe touch on, uh, on the background. Well, I'm, um, I'm a local Bayside girl. Um, I went to an all-girls school, Star of the Sea. Yep. Very strong women that are, um, that are actually, you know, built there. Um, I'm one of three. I'm the middle child, the best child. Middle <laughs> children are always the best children. And um, I did a degree at um, Swinburne and Hawthorne uh, Business Marketing. Yeah, right. And I was always, because and I also came from a family where my, my parents separated when I was young. And I was, you know, I grew up with a mum who did, who was, um, she was working, you know, two, two part-time jobs. Sorry, she was working two jobs, one full-time, one part-time. So she was always really very, very much work-driven and keeping us, supporting us and, you know, really sort of um, doing everything she could for us. So I was actually illegally working at the age of 12. Um, and then by the time I was... Um, Oh, must have been, must have been my second year at uni. I was doing th was at uni and doing three part time jobs, and then by the time I got to twenty three, I've been in retail. I've done HR. I'd obviously finished my degree. I went travelling with um, some girlfriends, and um, we went over to Europe. And you know, as you do, you do the whole Europe thing, live life. I came home, and um, and I, you know, everyone was like, my family's like, come on, gotta gotta do you gotta gotta get yourself time sorted. To go, yeah. Time to go. And I actually landed a job randomly with um, JB Hi-Fi and JB Hi-Fi up on, on the Pean Highway and in Brighton. And I don't know if anyone has ever worked at JB Hi-Fi before, but the culture there actually is insane. Like they have all walks of life. They do, they've got staff, like on average, I think now, like my, my best girlfriend still works for JB Hi-Fi head office. Wow. And she's, yeah, we're in our mid thirties. She's been at JB since she was 17. She's now, sorry, babe, she's now 36. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but well, What did you do at JB? I was, look, I was actually only out the front. I was just selling stock. I wasn't doing anything, anything in terms of, um, I was doing sales, but yeah. it was still pretty low key. And I think what I realised at uni was I was, I was doing business marketing. Um, I really liked, there was a, a few components in relation to selling. And I think it was just sort of having that, little bit of contact of being in retail as well. I just really liked the face-to-face -face and I, sure. I always had jokes with people like people would come in 
and I'd be like, sell, try this, do this. What about that? And I think I always just really like, um, yeah, that, that contact with, with people. So I think a lot of the times in our industry, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, and I landed my first job. Um, and it's weird. I landed my first job um, up in Armadale because I'm, as I said, I'm Bayside based um, yeah. at Hocking Stewart Armadale. So, yeah, and I was with those boys for three years and I loved it. But I guess, you know, you always want to grow and you always want to progress. And in my, I guess in my career, I've, I've been in leasing. I've also managed a portfolio. I've also, I don't know if you know this, Maddie, but I actually did two years in sales. Well, I was going um, to ask, Kate, you are so sales. Uh, your <laughs> style is quite salesy. Um, yeah. JB Hi-Fi granting that you got was probably part of it. But I was going to ask, yeah. did you ever think about becoming a fully yeah. fledged uh, listing and selling real estate agent for yeah, a Yeah, look, of time. I did. I did. I had the pleasure. Um, and that's sort of how I came across to Marshall White too. I got, um, I, I, after three years in Stonington, I ended up moving back with Hocking Stewart in Sandringham. Yep. Um, it was awesome down there. It's like a little, little village. Um, and then I just, I felt like I wanted a bit of a, a real challenge, but I think it didn't take me long. It probably took me about 18 months to realize that, um, I, I still really love the sales side, but there was something in, in me just saying it's not, it's not, it's not clicking, um, you know, and I think I really realised I loved that interaction. I really enjoyed working with buyers, but it was, I guess, the, the um, and I felt, I guess I just felt more at home yeah. in the leasing and property management side. And then this opportunity came up and I, um, I met with Paula Matlock and I was like, oh, my God, I hope she gives me a job. I was like, I just remember thinking I'm already part of Marshall White, but I was like, please, come on. And then she did. I, was, I, was on, I took a maternity role and then, you know, all these okay. years down the track, I, um, yeah, and it's so funny, like, you know, you just, you realise, um, it doesn't take you long to realise when you're in the right environment and you're in the right team and you've got the right people around you and you really love what you're working on and you know we're so fortunate i yeah. think that's the, you just don't take you just don't take anything for granted and you know some of the people in the office or andrew hayne especially his nickname for me is happy he's like hey happy why are you so happy and i just think well do you know what life is actually really hard as it is like life can be super hard yeah why make it harder for people for you know for everyone else you just I think you just sometimes got to get up and, and get on with it and, yeah. and do what, you know, do what you love. So, yeah. Well done. Well said. That's, yeah. um, it, you, you um, summarise that beautifully. Kate, there's, there's different layers to property management. You touched on some of the roles that you've had throughout your yep. journey. You said you managed a portfolio. You're currently now the business development manager of the Stonington division at, yep. uh, at Marshall White. Uh, for those who don't know or, or just think of real estate from a sales perspective, uh, maybe talk through some of the differences uh, in terms of uh, each person's role. Yes. So in our, uh, in our team, we've obviously got yeah, the, the business development managers. So we've got five of those across our offices. Um, we then also have our leasing managers who look after, um, they, they support us, so they, they work with us. And then we've obviously got our property managers who look after the day-to-day -day management. Then we've got our marketing team, our admin team, and then obviously our leadership team too. So, you know, and there are people in the background that don't actually get the recognition that they deserve. Um, and that's, yeah, they're the ones that are just the driving force. And like Yazara sings and Jade, who's, Jade does all of our organising, our, um, our, uh, our training. It's funny, we had a, a mentor training today 
and um, it was this singer, Claire Bowditch. She was actually on that show Offspring. She's written a book. She's got a podcast. And the really funny thing is, Maddie, um, what we ended up doing, because there was like 30 however many of us on her Zoom meeting this morning, she got us to put on mute and she was playing Eye of the Tiger. So she was like, literally like, come on, guys. And that's why I'm looking. I'm like, you know what? It is like... And she was just talking all about your inner, your inner critic and just, and that's probably one thing I think, you know, I think because our industry, especially in property management, there is such a high turnover of staff. And one thing that sets us aside from so many other company companies is, is that we don't have a high turnover of staff and you break that down. You go, why, why don't we have that? And it's because of the support. It's because of how they look at the, um, how, how they look at the roles, how to structure those, how to make you work um, smarter instead of working harder and just break, bringing it back so that everyone sort of is not overwhelmed. I think when people are super overwhelmed, they go, too much, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah. So for us, you know, and when we talk to um, clients that are working with competitors, that's one of the biggest things. They say, I've worked with, you know, I've had three different property managers in 12 months and I don't know what's been happening or what. And, you know, it's just about building that relationship. So I'm super proud to sort of say, well, my team, we're all chooks. We've all been together for so long. Yeah. And, you know, everyone, and, and we are, we are a family. And yeah. that's like, that's just the beauty of it. I mean, having a cup of tea on a Wednesday morning and talking about the most random things, but that's just what you need sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got... Um... Uh, a really good relationship with Brendan Allen, who was uh, who was the first episode of this uh, this Zoomcast. Brendan's got a, a, be- a beautiful way of, um, mm-hmm. of giving a bit of a holistic view, like to talk about other parts of, of real estate. And often him and I have have just said, "Geez, it'd be tough to to be a property manager," or uh, you know, every call that a property manager get typically is going yep. to be a, a "I need yep. something done," or "I need something fixed," yep. or "Something is broken," or "Can you help me with this?" or "That's not quite working." You're, yep. always, you're always reacting to something that needs, in the eyes of a tenant or a landlord, some immediate yeah. attention. Now, there's, there's varying degrees to that. We, we all get it. But for that moment, at that time, with that particular person, they mm-hmm. feel, and, and rightfully so, that they are the most important person on that call or in that spot. Um, that's exactly right. If you could grab a, a younger property manager or someone that's... Um, that, you know, has battled with, with some of that, that part of the industry, what, what sort of advice would you give them? You know what? It, it's like a tennis. So it, I always say this is like, it's like a tennis match. You are constantly, there are balls coming at you everywhere. Yeah. Like you are, you, sometimes you miss a ball. Sometimes you absolutely hit that ball and it, it's, it is, it, it's a lot. There's a lot to take on. And I think because we look at our, 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 you know, our gurus in, especially I've sort of probably put our to our company on a bit of a pedestal because I've had the opportunity of working with a few other companies and I know, I know what the differences are and it definitely comes down to the people and it comes down to who you look up to and who mentors you. Sure. Um, so the younger people that are in, um, you know, are in and are probably thinking like, like a lot of people do, you know, you give a job a go for 12 months and then you go, it's too much. You get, you let it get the better of you. Yeah. Um, because we constantly have a lot of mentoring and a lot of training and, you know, just a lot of, um, just a lot of building of relationships. You just, you can't sweat the small stuff. You have to honestly take 
every day as it comes, you've got to prioritize the the really stressful things. And and that's probably one of the things where, you know, you said you and Brendan were like, oh my God, there's so many things that happen. There is, and you've got to have this super thick skin. Like a super, so you leave the computer, you leave at your work and you say, I'm done. I'm not going to let anything else. And and that's a really, one of the really good things is the expectations of, of our team and when you're actually working and when you're not working. And you know what? It's six o'clock on a Tuesday night. You're not working. Yeah. That's your family time. So that's a non-negotiable and you're not expected to return a call. And if you are respect, expected to return a call, that that's tomorrow. That's that's tomorrow's job. So it's just... You know, and, it, and we always say, like, it's educating our tenants and it's educating our landlords and we are very much contactable. I think we're fortunate they can contact us and that's why, as I said, the communication's a key. And one of the biggest things that I think that we do so well is that every property manager with their portfolio, we've sort of been grown to be taught that's your baby, that's your business. So you treat that like your little business and you treat it the way you want to be treated. Yeah. So... It's, and it's just that promise. I think it's that over-promise and under-deliver. Under that's not how we work. That's, that's you know, you under-promise and over-deliver. And I think as well, because we have so much support around us, Maddie, like, you know, when there's something that's a bit hairy, you can say, you can, you know, you can call or you can email and say, listen, I've got this situation. Can I just, can I just ask you what your opinion would be? Yeah. And I think because, as I said, over in our, in our team, we've got our amazing young property managers who are just so, you know, all they want, they just really want to strive to do them. And they do. They're yeah. so great. Yeah. And then we've got our, you know, our senior property managers like your Tanya Smith, then your Anthony and your Jay. And they, so they're there to help. And it's like, yeah, everyone's on the same level. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's finding that right fit. I think that's it. And looking around your team and making sure that you're in, you're around, surrounded by the right people yeah. that lift you up. Is there a tipping point, Kate, do you feel like where you can, you can comfortably manage a certain amount of properties. And then if you start to have a few more, I'm, I'm not talking Marshall Watts, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking, you know, right across yeah. the board. Um, yeah. Is there a point where a property manager can have too much on their hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Look, I mean, the Victorian average is normally around that two to 220 properties. So you're dealing with two, two to 220 landlords and tenants and, and that's a lot. Like that's yeah. that's an obscene amount. And you're doing your leasing, you're doing everything, you know. It, it, there's a, So that's why, as I said, um, you want to really make sure that you've got you've got the right support. And look, we, you know, um, we've got property managers. There are some that can work faster. And sometimes I look at some of them and I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, how do you? How do you just get, and you just like, yep, done, bang. They are the most organized people you're ever going to meet. Yeah. And that old saying, you know, ask someone to do something who's really busy, like that they're the people that you want to ask. And they're so dot your I's and cross your T's and everything, you know, this old saying, property managers do put everything in writing. There's a reason why we say put everything in writing because in our side of the industry, if it's not in writing, it didn't happen. Yeah. So we're very much more systems and processes driven and follow-ups and, you know, we're dealing with tradespeople, we're dealing with, um, um, our, yeah, our tenants, our landlords and it just, every day, you know, there's never one day that's the same. So. Definitely. Definitely. Kate, what's, um, what have you been up to during lockdown away from, uh, away from real estate? Are you a podcast person? Are you an audio book <laughs> person? Are you, are you yogaing? Are you meditating? What are you up to? 
Namaste. No. Um, so <laughs> you'd want to win your game, I reckon. That might be a I nice uh, a stress you, uh, management. Yeah, part you're of totally it. right. Look, um, this second lockdown, because I I'm the type that I even the first one I was like suit on get into the office because I'm Bayside and I obviously work at Armadale. Yep. I was that person that was fighting not to go to the office. Right. So even the last day I was like, what do you mean I can't come in here? What are you like? Yes, I'm coming. So anyway, so really it's been what, six weeks, but I yeah. actually moved house. And During, between that, phase one and phase two. Just between like, so in these last six weeks. So oh, right. um, yeah, so I've done a mini renovation and moved house with a two-year-old um trying to what yeah so actually i've got to say it's probably been good because i've had something to keep my mind going yeah. but as well i'm a bit of a creature of habit so you know like even in these six weeks even though i'm getting up and like going nowhere uh i still you know like i'm still trying to go to bed at a certain time you know at a decent time and yeah. everyone goes oh, i'm trying to exercise more i'm trying to like cook more i'm just getting through the day, man. I'm just like, come on, we're going to do this. It's Monday. Um, yeah. And also music. I don't know about you, but music is my life. I'm what, just you, uh, really... what are you rocking out to at the moment? What are you dominating? Look, this is really sad that I tell you this. Um, I, got in, I got onto it the, like just before the office closed on Spotify. Gold FM. Don't even get me started. Gold <laughs> It's just a podcast. Sorry, it's just a, it's just a playlist. It's called Gold FM, oh. and I've got to tell you, it's got some really good tunes, no, some good does, belters. It, it the eighties and nineties, some beautiful music. There, Drizzy yeah. Drake at the moment is probably uh, something you might need to tune into occasionally. But um, there's nothing wrong with a bit of Gold FM on Listen, Spotify. And my brother, who my younger brother would absolutely be so embarrassed that I'm saying this right now because he's in the music industry and we have shared a love for music for so long. But look, yeah, and um, especially, and I look, when, I'm, when I am exercising, I do still try and get out and do a little bit. And I've just moved near the beach. I'm trying to run the beach. I definitely listen to a little bit of Pitbull yeah. while I'm running, a little bit of, <laughs> a bit of you know, like a little bit of Beyonce. Um, but... You know, I think, yeah, because I've been fortunate that I've been busy with the move, I haven't really had too much to sort of, yeah, I've just been busy. busy is the, uh, the two-year-old oh, yeah, two Oscar? Oscar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar so, uh, pumped to be back on the swings? Do you know what? He is, he's a busy boy. Um, he is obsessed with rubbish trucks and diggers and, like, total boys. So yeah. all he wants to do is be outside and play. But at bath time... I make sure the music is pumping and, you know, I don't know if you know that song, that Dolly Parton nine to five song, and it's got that big do, 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 do. So every time he's in the bath and he hears it and we dance to it together, it's so lame. Maddie, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Yeah, but... no, we're recording, Kate. This is on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, gets you, whatever gets you by. Um, That's what we say, raw and uncut, and this is raw and uncut, <laughs> let me tell you. And by the way, on Spotify as well, Kate, and iTunes. I love it. Come on. Everyone on. subscribe. Everyone subscribe. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. No, so, so yeah, so, no, he's good. And, and that's another thing, like, working, being a mum and basically working full-time, I think as well, all those female um, support that we have, like, everyone in our office who is, and, and that, that's probably the nicest thing. I'm probably not explaining this correctly, but I left, I waddled out of there when I was eight months pregnant and I waddled back eight months later and, I think that just how we, there's, there's just a beautiful family 
at Marshall White. And, you know, even through that time I was on maternity leave two years ago and just the support and, you know, we weren't in a pandemic, but I still felt like while I was away from everything, I still had so much, um, so many people contacting me and love. And, you know, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah, the size, size of the team, I think, Kate, you, you, um, you, you really value that at the moment with, um, with lockdown and that sort of thing. The amount of calls that have come in from a variety of people in a, in a variety of offices, it's just a nice, uh, a nice reminder of, of the size of the group and the amount of connections and contacts that we're fortunate enough to have. That's it. You know, like, that's, that's, you've hit the nail on the head. And yeah. I thought at the start, I was like, wow, we're probably we're over-communicating. But as the weeks have come on, you kind of really look forward to that. And you... You know, you, you want to do that. And like this, you asked me to do this. I, I was so proud to do this and be part of this because, you know, sometimes it's so easy for people to say, you work in real estate or you do this, but we're human freaking beings, you know, yeah. and that's it. We want, we want the best uh, for our clients, want the best for our families, want the best for that's ourselves. It. It'll happen. Uh, Kate, you're an absolute star. I genuinely appreciate you uh, jumping on. This is uh, a bit of a shout out to, uh, to all property managers, not just at Marshall White, but across the board. Well done for, uh, for the effort uh, that you, you're putting in uh, to date and, and no doubt that you'll continue to put in uh, once the world becomes a more normal place. But um, uh, yeah, well done. An incredibly difficult uh, job, but one that's, uh, that's really rewarding as well. So I appreciate you jumping on, Kate. Good on you. Get a help, buddy. See ya.